been falling all my life and people wonder why I'm down to earth. This is Adversity University. If you wait for somebody to feel sorry for you, then you fell already. Success is best of those who've been grounded first. Cause ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Now what are you willing to do? The only thing that separates a winner from a loser is perseverance. And this is Adversity University. All right. Welcome, good people. You are tuned in into another episode of Adversity University. I want to welcome my brother again, Mr. Demetrius People Meet, as I call him. What's going on, boss? What's good with you, bro? Hey, man, you know, just another day, you know, just kind of been in this mood, in this mode, just feeling a certain type of way, man, just kind of. You know, just been reflecting, <clears throat> you know, these past couple of days, this past week or so, you know, as everybody know, you know, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle, you know what I mean? A great soldier, a great community leader, a great oh, businessman, yeah. a great family man, just an all-around great man that was, you know, taken away way too early before he can even tap into his potential. You know, I've been... Agreed. Huh? Agreed. Yeah, and you know, I've been feeling some kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, it's been really bothering me. You know, and I can't even... You know, I can't even explain, like, the feeling that I've been having for the past, you know, week or so, week or two, however long it's been, you know, since I've been kind of just watching everything unfold, watching everything play out, just, you know, just reflecting back on this man's life and everything that he stood for and everything that he had accomplished and what he was trying to do, especially for the community. And it's like we have these community leaders that stand up for what they believe in. You know, everybody everybody has some type of past that they overcome. And once they come to that self-realization that things can be better, and they switch the mindset and actually do the work to try to make things better. They all, you know, obviously in this situation, they was looked at in a certain light. And with success come jealousy. With, with success come envy. You know, yep. you, you have, you have, you know, like they say with a conscience, you have the devil and you have the angel. And you got yep. a lot of people in our community that, you know, they always listen to that devil that's on that shoulder. And, and and we constantly ignore the angel and we ignore the good that's in people. All we see is in that person what I don't have in that person. The insecurity that lies in me often reflecting my actions and I feel and look at this person in a different light because of certain things that I haven't accomplished or certain things that I can't be or certain shortcomings that I have. And when you see somebody that you may thought, and I'm just speaking in general, you know, I'm not being specific, but when you see somebody that you may have thought should have been on your level, excel and spread their wings and fly, and you stuck at that same place, you didn't think this person don't deserve to be here no more. I don't understand that feeling, my brother. You know. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, man. <laughs> this. No, nah, I think uh, that's that's one of the things that was the most frustrating about the whole situation because 
you can directly contribute it to what I always say, which is, you know, insecurity, mm -hmm. right? Uh, whether that's because of, you know, us as a people and, and what we've had to uh, endure throughout our history in this country. Yeah. Um, and, and even on an individual basis, I think that we have been fooled to think that there's only room at the top for a few of us. And, and because of that, we fight each other to get to those, yeah, man. I, that, that perceived few spots mm -hmm. when you have, you know, people of other races becoming millionaires on a daily basis. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think until we, until we understand, you know, individual value and we become secure within ourselves, this, this type of unfortunate situation is going to continue to happen. Um, but that, to me, that poses the question because you have on coin, you have people that say that, uh, obviously we all admire what Nipsey was doing in his community. And the fact that you have a person that not only has risen up from their circumstances, uh, has carried that torch to go back in the community and show them not only this is not only that this is how you do it right. and look at what I've accomplished, but <clears throat> invest time, effort, uh, and money into their own community yep. and empower the people within that community. So on one hand, you can look at that and say, man, that's admirable. And look at, look at the example that he's setting for the people that may come out of that community in the future and, and even some of the opportunities that he's providing for some of the less fortunate in this community. However, there's another, there's another side of that that says that, man, you are way too successful. You have way too much to do moving forward for not just your community, but to be an example for all kinds of communities. Cause there's hoods right. everywhere, all over the United States. There's Crenshaw's, right? Yep. So, why jeopardize yourself? Why jeopardize uh, your family? Why continue to put yourself back in danger in order to set that example? Can you set that example by just them knowing that you come from there and, and seeing you rise to the top? Do you have to be present in the hood communicating all the stuff that you've learned directly to the people. Can they just see you as a success story and be inspired just by that? Is that enough? I don't know. Maybe it's not, but if you ask me personally, my personal opinion is it wasn't worth it. Some people may differ in, in their opinions and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that the way I'm thinking is, is the correct way because I know that you yourself mm. have aspirations of, of, of kind of following uh, in a lot of the footsteps that he set, and you are also already doing some of those things. Yeah. But I guess my question to you would be, how do you weigh the cost of inspiring the less fortunate by inserting yourself uh, in those places and, and leading by example uh, versus the danger that you put yourself in and, and, and potential loss that, you know, you could, the potential that you could lose your life and hurt your family, your immediate family. Like, where, where's the loyalty? You know, I know you're getting pulled one way, 
Yeah. But there's also <clears throat> these three people, these beautiful people that you have in your immediate household that solely depend on you. Right. So how do you how do you come to grips with that in your head? Like, I'm going to insert myself in 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 places of the less fortunate and risk that someone may be jealous or whatever, and act on that versus my loyalty and my responsibilities to my own family. Responsibilities to your community versus responsibilities to your family. I mean, so it's a lot of ways I can go about answering that question, right? And like. The first thing that popped out in your in my head when you said, you know, it wasn't worth it, is like, how do you reply to that? It wasn't worth it. You know, my response is, you know, it's like a double-edged sword, right? It's like you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. Like when I was watching the 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 the, the funeral being streamed, right, and, and Laura London said, you know, she quoted Nipsey and basically the end of it was pretty much it's not on you, it's in you, and what's in you can't be taken away from you, right? Mm-hmm. And that right there kind of stuck with me because, you know, this whole, you know, helper that I am, you know what I mean, for my community and want to uplift people, bro, that's me. It's always been me. And it's like to say that it's not worth it, it's not, it's not, I can't say that because think about it. People get killed every day, right? People die every day. And then, you know, some people die, don't nobody know who they are, and they didn't do anything to help their community. It was just solely about them. Then you have other people that died, and they did everything for their community. Some people not even notice. But at the same time, it's like when you come to a certain level of success, you know, the question is always, okay, if – is it worth staying in the hood to show these people that, you know, it's actually obtainable or do you be that success? Like what you just said, do you be successful and just be that, you know, token of success that people from your community can look at, right? Yeah, that's good, you know, and it can be, a, you know, a great thing, but it's it's no different from, you know, having have it like Michael Jackson like we all know he was great but certain people have a limited you know ability to think that they can actually be something cuz they never saw him physically they never touched him physically all they see that you know what's on the tube what's on TV you know in the case of Nipsey he wanted to actually become hugely successful invest in the community and actually be that something that people can touch and say damn I can be this too. I can really be this too. Not just saying it. Like he can't, he used to, he used to, he grew up right there on that corner. He'd be in this store every single week or every other, whatever, the, whatever the case may be, you know? But then on the other hand, you have to worry about your family, right? Again, it's, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. It's a double-edged sword because with me, it's like we, you know, we spoke about on, you know, the other, you know, podcast, family is everything to me. And just like my community, I want the individuals in my household to understand that I am a leader, right? And I'm painting the picture to them as to what you're supposed to do. You know, giving them values, giving them morals, giving them a clear understanding of what life is supposed to be. You know, 
We, you're not going to grow up being entitled. You're going to grow up helping people. You know, Tristan, the other day, we we came off the, the, um, off the freeway off the exit, and it was a guy with a gas can in his hand. First thing my daughter said was she looked at him, oh, daddy, look. Oh, the man, he, he, he needs some gas. Can you give him some money? And I'm saying, I like, well, baby, I don't got no cash to give him right now. And I had just um, went, in, went to a restaurant and picked up dinner for us. And I had the dinner sitting on the front seat. So I said, baby, I don't have no cash to give him. Next thing she said, well, daddy, can you give him one of our plates? L- like, bro, that don't come from watching TV. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that come from her seeing the work that her daddy do in the community. You know, I took my daughter, you know, I got a partnership with the YMCA. And on a, on a particular Sunday, you know, well, pretty much every Sunday, we would do this thing where we would go out and feed the homeless. So it was one day that I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I we weren't doing anything. I said, okay, well, Tracy, let's go. We're going to go to the store. We're going to buy this food. We're going to take it to the Y. We pack, packaged up everything. You know, we had the kids drawing up um, little on paper bags, right? Um, just messages, positive messages and stuff in the bag with, you know, ham sandwiches and uh, uh, turkey sandwiches. Uh, it wasn't ham. It was turkey sandwiches, turkey and cheese sandwiches, you know, uh, potato chips, fruit, um, you know, just things that they can have. And we went out in the heart of Atlanta at night. This was at night, bro. And I got my baby, five years old, <laughs> out here handing homeless people meals so that they can eat. And the look on her face and the look on those people's face, it was priceless. But in that moment, I taught her a lesson. And she would not let that lesson die. Bro, I planted a seed in her. So I'm saying all that to say that's the same thing Nipsey is doing. He's planting, he was planting seeds within his community so that he wouldn't be the only person that truly believed that he could make it out. So that he can, so that these other kids can actually focus on making it out and being successful, rather than pulling out guns and killing somebody within their own community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I get it. I mean, and I, I think it's, I think it's a, a beautiful lesson that that you are teaching um, your children. I think it's, uh, I think it was a beautiful, be- Nipsey was a beautiful example of everything we would want out of someone coming out of his circumstances to evolve into right yeah but i guess my my rebuttal to that and the reason why i asked the question was is it worth it is because he left a legacy but he's not he's not he's no longer here in the physical and there's so much more I thought he had um, yeah. to accomplish uh, yeah. in his in, in his life and to offer to the world, not just not just his yeah. hood. So yeah. Yeah. I guess my my next question is, and this is not so much for, for you per se as far as an example, but in in Nipsey's case, was him being entrenching himself in that community, staying within that community? Was that in itself kind of selfish, considering the world needed him, considering 
I think after you become so big, you're no longer able to be grassroots. I think you have to have soldiers on the ground, meaning in war, the captain is not on the battlefield. He is coming up with the strategy. He's strategizing, and then he sends his soldiers out on the field to to implement what the strategy is. Right. I can agree with and, that. And, and I think at some point you have to realize, okay, I am no longer able to be a foot soldier. I have to be the captain. I have to be the chief. And I have to send these foot soldiers in with my direction to these places and implement my strategy. And I think that, you know, there was so much that he had planned, whether it was a documentary he was working on, whether it was, you know, the STEM school that he was, you know, uh, that, that he was implementing, whether it was, you know, the meeting that he was getting ready to have with the chief of police there um, to try to find a, you know, a way to, uh, mitigate the, the gang violence um, and, and police brutality. I think there's a lot of stuff, not to say that stuff can't continue, but I think it's a lot more powerful for him to have carried out that strategy. And I look throughout history at the people who have taken his route um, and we've lost all of them. Yeah, man. Martin Luther King, yep. Medgar Evers, yep. Malcolm X. Yep. You can, I mean, the list goes on. And all of those people, as big as they became, they still tried to be grassroots. Malcolm X, you could not have gotten that close to him. Like, think about think about Louis Farrakhan. Although he's although he's visual, although he's visual and makes himself available. If you look at him when he's giving his speeches, what is he standing behind? How many people does he have that you have to go through to get to him? He's still an inspiration. However, he understands his position. He understands his power and his greater cause. So he is standing behind that bulletproof window. He does have hundreds of men willing to throw themselves in front of a bullet for him. Yeah. He walks around with more security than the president of the United States. Yeah. So I guess that's my question. At, at, at what point do you become too big? And is there a point? Or are you just willing to sacrifice yourself for the greater cause and leave that legacy? I mean, but we don't know if he even thought of himself as being that big, bro. You got to think about that, too. Like, we don't know that. Like, yeah, I mean, he had a big name and he do, you know, Big stuff, and I mean, it's it's this conversation is kind of it's tough for me to kind of answer, man, because I mean I agree with certain aspects of what you're saying, but I also feel a certain way, and it's 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 touchy because I see me, all of me in him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like I know that it's certain situations that we do need to avoid, you know, it's certain. But but how can we if we're trying to if we if we have a mission? How can we 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 don't know what to avoid? If I'm doing so much in the community, bro, I wouldn't think that I couldn't 
you know, chill outside in front of my own business, having a conversation with my own people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Minding my own business and think somebody just finna take me out. You do know that even with you yourself not not being or I should say not having the same platform that Nipsey had at, at his height. Mm-hmm. Even you yourself are at a stage in life that a lot of people look at and envy. And you could walk into certain hoods that you might be familiar with the people within those hoods and, and be in grave danger. I mean, grave danger. Not because you've done anything to anyone in those hoods, but just because they're going to see you drive up in the vehicle that, that you, you know, are able to afford to push. They're going to see all of the things that you've accomplished. They're going to know that even in high school, you were one of the more popular kids. So what they see when you drive up there in that hood to inspire the kids, what those guys see that are around your age is high school football star, got a full scholarship, went to college, became a star in college, could have went pro, got a master's degree, drives a nice car, has a beautiful wife, has two beautiful daughters, and we came from the same place. Why did he make it and I didn't? I don't like that shit. Fuck yeah. that nigga. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's going through a lot of these people's heads when you drive up in your car in that hood, which is why I'm going to be honest with you. That's why I don't get out much when I go back home. I don't want that kind of energy, regardless of the reason why I'm there, because I'm not there to show off. I'm not there to start any trouble. I just don't want that kind of energy. I felt that kind of energy before. You felt that kind of energy before. You've had a dude pull out on you. Yeah. You felt that kind of energy. Everybody knows what that energy feels like. It's not good. And regardless of your intentions, you can have the greatest intentions. Nipsey had the greatest of intentions. However, he represented, he brought out an insecurity in, in another man. And because of that insecurity, Nipsey lost his life. Children lost their father. A mother and father lost their child. A woman lost their man and the world lost their inspiration. Yeah. So how do you how do you come to grips with that being a, a possibility of you know, your your ending or, or or that even do you even think about it at all or do you just put it totally out your mind and you're just solely focused on the inspirational aspect of, you know, your community service? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I can't lie. At all, I, I can't lie. You know, after this happened, man, like, I, it messed me up, bro. It messed me up because, cause again, like, I, I saw myself, you know, saying what he stand for is what I stand What he stood for is what I stand for, right? What he's about is what I'm about. Some of the actions that he do, I, I, I do. So it's like, it made me look at, it. like, everything that you said, that's why I'm sitting here quiet and I'm listening, I'm soaking everything in because... Certain things being put into certain perspectives, and it's like, what is that worth? Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn. Because as you keep saying, 
And I ain't gonna lie, what's standing out to me the most, bro, is you keep saying his children lost their father. That is the last thing that I want. You know what I'm saying? Is to be taken off this earth prematurely away from my kids and having them grow up without me. You know, I fought so hard to get in this position to be a father, to be a great father, that it's like, how how do I weigh that risk? How, how do I take that risk of somebody taking me off this earth for some bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where when I saw the video and I watched it, um, I watched it numerous times and I'm usually not a person that gets into, you know, watching something like that because it, it, it puts that negative energy on you. Yeah. But I, I could not turn away from it because part of the video, I, I, well, well, I'll say this. It was all too familiar to me what went on in that video. Like I said, you and I both have felt that energy before. Yeah. Bro. And we both we both have probably at times think about think about this. This is why I couldn't stop watching the video. Cause when I watched the video, I saw myself. Not so much for saying that I do anything remotely close to what Nipsey does because I I I'm not that given back of a person you know unfortunately you are I, and, and I respect the hell I admire the hell out of you but I saw myself because I know that energy I know that guy that shot Nipsey not personally but I know many dudes like that and I can I can soon as I saw that I recounted back to several incidents where I've been back home run into a couple of guys that I grew up with one was real welcoming the other one was standoffish and just kept staring at me and I felt the hate coming off of this dude I've been in that situation plenty of times bro and something in me said I gotta remove myself from the situation I grew up with all of these cats even this dude that's like staring at me like like he wants to do something to me. I grew up with this dude. We played together. But this one dude is giving me love and, and genuinely happy to see me while this other dude is staring me down with pure hatred and I've never done anything to this man. Let me go. And I break out. And when I saw that video, I said, man, I've been in that situation. If I would have stayed in those places, for one more minute, maybe 15 more seconds, that would have been me. I mean, bro, same thing here. So, okay, so like even with me, right? So just, you know, particular situation, you know, me looking at the video, it reminded me of a situation that I went through a couple years ago. Same thing, you know, and what I saw in that moment, you know, and we don't. I don't know what happened. You all you got is hearsay, you know, and what people say. But I know that this particular individual who, who tried to take me away from my family, who pulled out his gun on me and tried to take me away from my family, did this because there was a certain level of envy 
there was a certain level of jealousy and there was a certain level of hatred and dude don't even know me. So I found myself in positions where like that position, like I wasn't even supposed to be like, you have different class of peoples and I'm not saying that nobody's better than nobody and nobody less than nobody, but it's certain discussions in certain situations that you shouldn't even be involved in with certain people, period. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're trying to get to a certain place in life and this other person isn't. You know that the, you got more to lose than the next man. So any level of disagreement shouldn't even be, you know, present. Any conversation that don't have nothing to do with something that's relevant in life shouldn't even happen. And the moment you open your mouth and somebody can't speak the language that you're speaking or they can't, they don't see themselves in the position that you are or they see themselves as more than you, they want to bring you down. So the minute that you say something to somebody that's going to take a jab at their ego, that's what happens. That's what happened to me. So if you do anything that's going to jab at somebody's ego and you're supposed to be this person that's well-respected, it just made them feel this small. And now that swing at the ego or that jab at the ego just forced them to try to make tough. And in trying to do so, the only thing that they can feel like they can do is punch you or shoot you. If they feel like they ain't going to win that fight, they're going to get that pistol. And they go bust you. Now, is that worth putting yourself in a situation that's going to allow these people that think like this, that feel like this, to take your life? You understand what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's like. I get it. I get it. I mean. It's rough, bro. <laughs> this shit is rough. Yeah. Man. I mean, life life in general is about conflict resolution, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, man. So. You can't you can't function in life or get too far in life without having a good sense of conflict resolution. And I understand that aspect. With that being said, there's never a justification for someone taking another person's life over a meaningless conversation. A meaningless conversation, regardless of what that person may say to you, because you let's just be honest, you could totally be joking with a person or you could say something that that you thought you thought I don't have to happen. I already know where you're going. Yeah, with that. like like you, yeah. you 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 had no intentions of offending this person. I'm going to give you a prime example of one of those other circumstances where the Nipsey piece, I saw that happening, and which is why I kept watching that video. There was a time I went back to Gainesville. There was an event in Gainesville. I think it was an arts festival. I saw a guy that I grew up with that I played boys club ball with. He was standing next to another guy that I played ball with, but this guy, you know, got kicked out of school and all of this stuff, right? So, the guy that I walked up to to speak to, I hadn't seen him forever. Known dope boy, right? But I was cool with him, and it was all love. 
uh, we hugged, we embraced. It was like, man, I hadn't seen you in a while. He was asking me what I was doing. And at the time I was, I was, uh, I was a sales manager and he told me, I was like, what you been up to, man? And he said he had just opened a car detailing place, right? So I immediately, when he said that, I'm like, oh, I have a company car. Oh, I get to charge car washes on my corporate account. I'm not thinking of the situation I'm in. I'm not thinking about the circumstances. I'm not thinking about who I'm talking to. My intentions was to tell him all of that so that he knew that I could bring my car to him any freaking time as much as I wanted and give him business. So when I went, that's what I was thinking in my mind. Now, this is the way it came out. And this is me being totally oblivious to my surroundings at the time. I was like, oh, bro, that's what's up. You got the car detailing place? Because, bro, I got the company car and I got the corporate account. So, bro, I can come there any time, bro, and, and, and charge as much as I need to to it. Now, when I start saying that, I heard the other nigga beside him mumbling. That I knew. This fuck nigga think he's something. Wow. Bruh. My whole intentions was to let him know I can give him as much business as he need from me. I wanted to support what he was doing. But all the other nigga had had all the other nigga heard was me bragging about the benefits of my job that he will never see. Or perceived he would never see. Right? Right. And that is infuriated that dude and I felt the energy so I removed myself from the situation and it's like it's just not worth it it ain't about being a punk it ain't about being less of a man it's that I don't want to have to put my hands on a man unless that man is threatening my family because I don't know what this man has on him I know what I carry on me and I know I don't want to get into a situation where I have to take another man's life because of the threat of him taking my life and taking me away from my family. Yeah. I don't want to be in that situation. So, right? right? So I just remove myself. So how do you deal with that, bro? Because those you obviously those weren't my intentions. I wasn't trying to stunt a company car. Like I wasn't stunting. That's not a stunt right. to me. But to him it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause you made like, him feel dude. small. It's like, it's like. But I what those that wasn't even my intentions. Cause the level that he's thinking that I'm trying to stunt on, that's not a stunt to me. Saying I got a company car, I was driving a, a, a Chevy Impala. Th- that's not a stunt to me. A stunt would have been if I rolled up in a Rolls Royce. Right. Right. So. So me saying I got a company car and a corporate account, that's. That's taking a shot at his ego to the point where this man want to do something to me. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. So I, I, so I'm listening to you, right? Yeah. So what I hear, and it's put it's putting my my response that I how I responded a little bit earlier based on the whole topic and what we're saying, like is all is all, is all this stuff worth it? Because essentially, like, what my mind was at first, um, when we talking about giving back to the community and things like that, what my mind was, 
is I'm thinking the youth. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to come back to give the youth something to look at to say that I can be that? Absolutely. I agree. Now, is it worth it to be around certain dudes that you know can harm you and you literally inserting yourself into harm's way? Is it worth that? Absolutely not. Because again, you can't have one without the other, which is true, which is true, (laughs) which is true. But you less likely, you less likely, dog, to be putting yourself in harm's way if you're focusing on the youth. And I say less likely. I'm not saying that you're not going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because anything can happen anywhere, anytime, any day. We, We understand that. But me personally, I won't, I won't, I can't say I won't. But I'll spend less time being around dudes that ain't doing nothing with their damn life. You know what I'm saying? Then I will be spending with kids that don't have a clue as to what they can do with their life. I got you. So you're where you where you kind of where you and Nipsey. I don't want to say part ways, but where. The, the focus where you part ways on your focus is where he was focused on the community as a whole. You're focused on the kids within that community. Is that right? Is that, or I'm off with that. Like you're not off, but you're not off. But my passion, see, I'm a, it's crazy. I can't. Okay. I'm all about my community. I love mm-hmm. to inspire. I love to motivate. Because everybody just don't have certain tools. I know that, I know that, you know, what I have to give kids and my past and how I came up, I see myself in them. And I know if I catch them at this certain level, I can get them to change because they're going to be more receptive to, to what I'm giving. When you're speaking to grownups, it's going to take a lot longer. See, kids are more impressionable. When you're speaking mm-hmm. grown-ups, you know, they're, they're 20, 30, 40 years old. It took them 20, 30, 40 years to get to this point. It's going to be a lot harder to break them and you get them to change them habits that they have to shift their mindset to become successful. With a kid, they're more impressionable. So you can show them and explain to them your story and they can relate to that right now. Now they have options. You understand what I'm saying? They have options as to where they can go. You know, it's not so older me, for them. I'm not saying it's so older let, for the older people, but they have way more options, way more paths that they can take as a as a young kid versus a, an adult. Which once, once you get to a certain age, a certain a certain level in life, yeah, them yeah. paths they're narrowed down. You don't have as many. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So nah, that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like my focus is okay. the, is the, is on the ones that got the most path that they can go down, and my job is to direct them down the path that's gonna lead them to success, not to failure. So that's where I'm gonna spend my time at. That's why I spend the most of my time at. You know. Yeah. It's been is it being an influence to the ones that 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 can be that that's more impressionable, that I can change them. Yeah, I want, I, but I also want to you know show other people that hey you can change because 
I've changed. Everybody know me. Everybody know how I used to be. Everybody know my shortcomings. You know, hot head, quick temper. You know what I mean? Get in trouble, pop off real fast. But now what what did that get me? You know what I'm saying? That shit is over with. I'm man, psh, please. But at the end of the day, I also preach that mindset. Like, you know, I'm I'm always saying like self, you know, uh uh, uh I can't even say what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so damn <laughs> passionate about what I'm trying to say. But you gotta, you know, self-reflection, man. You know, yeah. it's all about yeah. self-reflection. Once you can look into yourself and, and shift that mindset, you don't got to blame everybody as to what you got going on or whatever your shortcomings is. You you put it off on somebody else. You look into yourself. And that creates a certain level of security. So i rather preach that stuff to the people that's, that's receptive, the people that's more impressionable, so that they are secure when they grow up versus insecure. And will let any small, you know, word or action or whatever the case may be trigger them to hurt somebody or trigger them to throw away their life. Because there's a whole lot more on the other side, bro, than it is that's right in front of them. You know, vision is beyond sight. So I guess if I had to summarize, you know, your, your overall message is that you you want to inspire those who still have that hope. Yes. And who still are open to be inspired. Yes, of course. I got Absolutely. You. I got Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Whether man. that's the youth or whether that's an adult. Whether that's the youth or whether that's an adult, bro. That's that, that that's all I'm about. You know? So I guess the last thing I'll say, and this this will play into, uh, I guess this is another preview for a, another podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, with with all of that being said, the main thing that happened to me when I saw the Nipsey thing, and, and it was the first time when somebody of, of his caliber, I, I should say, somebody that was famous that passed away that it, it, it was the first time I was impacted by it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I wanted to, to, to ask you, and it's an open-ended question for the next podcast is because this is what it brought out in me is where or when can a black man feel safe? because or be at peace and I'll end it with this and then we can wrap but I told my wife I said when I when I get up in the morning and I drive to work in my car anytime a cop mm-hmm. gets behind me mm. I get anxiety that I could possibly be pulled over and shot me too bro <laughs> then, I, then I get to work and because I'm in a position that I have and I provided a certain lifestyle for my family, I have to move in a way that I don't pose a threat to some of the other executives in the company because they're older white men and I'm a younger black male on their level. If I pose too much of a threat, they could sabotage my career and take my livelihood from me. So yeah. when I'm at work, I'm never at peace because I'm, I'm constantly under the threat of my livelihood been take, being taken away from me. Then I leave work and I have to make that same trip back home 
in constant threat of getting pulled over again. And then when I when I go and hang out with my boys, I'm in constant danger of somebody feeling some kind of way because they're insecure. And my own people, whether I'm in my, my own old neighborhood or whether I'm at a nightclub, could take my life. So when is a black man, with all of that being said, with what happened to Nipsey, when can we possibly be at peace? Because that's a lot of weight on our shoulders. That's You want me to answer that? <laughs> I mean, we can save it for the next yeah, podcast. Yeah, we got to say that for the I, next like podcast. I, said, I, I, would, I would even argue that even when you come home, you're not because that's, you have all of that that you're carrying, no. which could impact your relationship it with ain't your suppo- woman. That's and that could lead into the possibility of you losing your family. No. And, okay, this definitely going to be another <laughs> podcast. This definitely going to be another podcast, because, boy, I could go on and on about this one. And to answer that question short, what I believe, where should a black man feel peace? In his home, period. But, look, that's it. We're going to wrap, because, boy, we're going to be here all day. So, yeah. listen, man, understand. Just to summarize, just, you know, my philosophy and what I think and what I believe in terms of, you know, is it worth it in, in terms of, you know, giving back to the community, inspiring the community. You want to be, you want you you want to focus on inspiring people that's more impressionable, whether it's a kid, whether it's an adult. You want to focus on the people that have, that, that, that have those different paths that they can take, you know. And I'm not saying forget everybody else. Please don't take it as that. But... You have to protect yourself, your family, and your community at all times. You know, you have to save yourself before you can save everybody else. So, again, I'm out. We about to wrap this thing up. You know, knowledge is power, but sharing knowledge is more powerful. Perseverance is the key to overcoming all adversity. So never give up. No matter what life throws at you, focus on solution. Keep your feet moving and let success be your goal. It's your boy Cody, a.k.a. Cody Motivation. It's all me. And we out of here. Yes, sir. Perseverance meet adversity, then success is right around the corner. You just got to be willing to keep going. This is Adversity University. What's your plan? You going to keep your feet planted or you going to keep your feet moving? And success is the next step. Now what you going to do? Adversity University.